See if you can find that stillness where you can take some time to observe. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters and some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. So I have to say I'm already smiling from ear to ear. (laughs) As soon as I start the record button for today's episode, It just has some really, really cool situations that have unfolded for me. And this is where I'm like, life is magic. These are the times where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I can't, I can't second guess this. Welcome everybody. And let's jump into a couple of random unfoldings where I ended up doing some sessions that were pretty neat. One of the days I was, I don't know if I was working in one of our flower beds or not. I think I had my mom with me. And all of a sudden I looked over in the field and there was a Canadian goose standing in the field, just one, all by themselves. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And as I looked over, the goose honked a couple of times and started walking closer. You get to notice when animals show up certain ways, there's times where you're like, oh, do I need to pay attention to this? And so I connected in with the goose. And I don't know, this is still something where I just leave it up to the universe. Somebody once told me, a really, really awesome human once told me that She believes animals are opportunistics, that they're really good at seeking out opportunities that will benefit them or help them evolve. I'd never really thought about it that way before. Definitely would say that's unfolded for the barn cats. I do like that theory. And so while this goose is hanging out in the field, walking closer towards me, I could tell that they were looking for an energy session. How that goose knew to come to our property, I have to this day no idea, no idea. But who doesn't want to do a session on a goose, right? (laughs) Or any part of wildlife that just randomly shows up looking for that exchange. I think that's beautiful. The thing that I loved about this as well is my mom was there. And so I have these unfolding sometimes and I feel it's different now because I've been doing this for a while. And so other people have seen it. But in the first few years, I would just have these experiences and I was like no one was ever around. It would be in the barn or in the house, but like nobody would be around. So I would be reiterating to people what happened But no one was ever seeing it as well. And so when you're trying to build your confidence in doing something that's fairly different, it's hard, at least for me, when no one else was like, oh, yeah, no, I saw that too. 
And so this was cool because my mom was there. And so my mom's like, are you doing a session for that goose? And I'm like, yeah, I believe it was a him. He showed up. That's why he's here. He's asking me for a session. And it was interesting. There is something kind of in a fascial chain pattern, but he's also holding stress. And it was keeping his heart center pulled down versus pulling him up. And so there was a really cool just unfolding that happened in his session. And then once we were done, he gave a couple little squawks. Sorry, I didn't really do that justice. And then he flew away. And my mom's like, that's so cool. And I'm like, isn't it? I'm so glad that you're here. You got to see that too. And you get to see his languaging. Although again, I'm not working right on the body. I explained this in one of the, the respect episode. When it comes to energy medicine, you don't have to be right on the body. But she was able to see the different languaging that the goose was giving. And it just was one of those connections that you can't deny something was going on there. And so, yeah, it was super interesting. We carried on with our day, went into the house. And then the next day, Alex and I get up and we go outside to do barn chores. And there is 30 geese in our field. (laughs) I kid you not. 30 geese in the field. There's Buddy wagging his tail, quacking, not quacking, honking. I don't know what you would, I guess honking. By the way, in the background, Walt's having some dreams. I don't know if that will carry into this, but you might hear a little bit of his snores and little barks in the background while he's dreaming away. Maybe he's thinking of some geese too. And so all of these geese showed up and Alex being the funny human that he is, is like, oh, well, I guess he went and told his buddies what's going on. (laughs) And so another thing that is super, super, super cool about energy work is resonance. And so you can do a session, say, for a horse, but if that horse is with a bunch of other horses, because they're the same species, what you're shifting for the one horse, if another horse has that imbalance, it can shift for them too. And so the way I'll explain that is... Let's say a horse was locked up through their atlas, and so the top of their cranium, something that can commonly happen for horses. That stress or that pattern would have a certain resonance or vibration to it. And so if I went in and shifted that, worked to release or shift that resonance or vibration, then any other horse that was holding that vibration, it holds the potential for it to shift for them as well. And so what was really cool is when the goose journeyed back with their flock, I was able to tap in and connect into a session for all of them, which was just remarkable. Absolutely absolutely remarkable. Such a cool experience. And then what was really neat too is for that, Alex was there and he had already heard 
yesterday from my mom and I about that experience. And again, not that I need people to believe that I can do this, but it just helps. It just (laughs) sometimes makes it easier. And so another unfolding I had where a random soul just checked in for a session as well is interesting. Interesting. This has like a gardening theme to it. I was at a garden store and nursery with my mom and there was a cat there. And so the cat comes over to me and, you know, me being me, lean over and give the cat a pet. Why not? But as I'm petting the cat, the cat's like, hey, could I have a session? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Love to do that. So um, the cat was fine with me holding him or her. I was just walking around the store and my mom turns around and she looks at me and she's like, you're giving that cat a session right now, aren't you? And I'm like, yep, I am. They asked for a session and she's like, that's funny. And so one of the things that was really cool with this session is I got to the point, so sometimes there can be something in our environment that we're carrying stress. Either that thing in our environment is stressing us out or we're maybe holding stress for that thing or person or being in our environment. And so what I was getting for the cat is there was the stress pattern that I was observing the cat had. And it was coming forward that it was someone in the cat's environment that the cat was, you could say, holding a stress pattern for or mirroring a stress pattern for. And it was interesting because as it came up, the cat was so comfortable in my arms and the cat just instantly started squirming. So I put the cat down and the cat walked right over to one of the beans who worked at the store, looked up at them, looked back at me made sure I was looking, and then walked back to me and let me pick the cat back up again. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is, again, no matter how many sessions I do or how many connections I experience, it's always just so cool. I just love it. And so I pick the cat up and then I'm, you could say, observing them releasing that pattern, right? That explanation of, We can support and we can be there for each other, but we don't need to take it on. We can allow that energy to move through us. It doesn't need to become ours. And so doing a nice shift for the cat, as soon as I was finished, the cat got a little wiggly again, so I put the cat down and the cat just sat there and we continued on with our shopping and getting the flowers that we needed to get that day. And my mom's like, so what, you're done now? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like, cat's just done. eh?" And I'm like, yeah. And she had a giggle too. Cause again, that situation, the energy needed for that situation was complete. So there was no need for us to continue to engage. And it was just very clear in that aspect. And so that was, that was another just neat opportunity The last one that I'm going to share today was, again, just so cool. So cool. So I was away with my partner, Alex. We were in Mexico and we were staying at this really cool resort. 
So where the resort was, there was Mayan ruins on that property. They were only allowed to develop certain parts of that property. But if you stayed at that resort, you were able to explore other parts. But because there wasn't as much disruption, I guess, there was a lot of wildlife around, which was really cool. And while we were at the beach, it was really neat too, because you could sit up really high and you could look down to the beach and you could see the fish swimming in the water and all of these really cool things. It just, especially at that point in time for me where all of this was unfolding, it was neat to have the time to just connect in and see how the wildlife was showing up. And one of the things that came forward is just how much the wildlife was there to, you could say, harmonize the space. And so you think about when we go away on vacation, it can be a pretty big de-stressor for us, right? There can be a lot that we're letting go, releasing, decompressing from, maybe even healing from. And it was neat to see, at least through my lenses, how I perceived it, how it came forward for me, how the wildlife was shifting that energy. And so, for example, you could see when people were standing in the water, there'd be these school of fishes and they'd swim around and they'd swim through people's feet or around them, but they were swimming in sacred geometry patterns. And so when I connected in to connect with the fish, one of the things they shared with me is that they're dispersing the energy that people are releasing and they're harmonizing it. And I was like, oh, That is just so cool. One day, Alex and I were sitting up at this. There was, it was like a pool you could sit in, but it was out of rocks and the waves would crash up on this one part. And so where you would sit would be water from when the waves crash up, they sit in there. And so we weren't in the water, but we were on loungers close to it. And there weren't that many people around, but there was a bunch of pelicans that were sitting close by. And so one of the pelicans looked and kind of gave me like a look and was like, could I have a session? And I was like, sure. And it's one of those things, sometimes it even comes forward where they kind of look and they're like, you know how to do something. And it's like, maybe the vibration that I'm giving off, they recognize as a vibration that they need in that moment. Just like how the vibration the people in the water are giving off is what the fish need to redirect and chill. Maybe there's just this deeper recognition, but again, the pelican gave me a look and was like, can we connect? And I'm like, of course. So I kind of elbowed Alex, watch this because this pelican wants a session. With this, again, not hands-on. I wasn't over there right touching that pelican or anything like that. I was working from a distance and working with a hologram. One of the things with the pelican that I noticed after we did a few little releases is he was quite locked up in his cranium or his neck coming up to the cranium. And so I did this one release. And once it released, he just started bobbing his head. He'd dip his beak way down low and he was just doing this rolling momentum. It was huge. It was undeniable. And it was so cool because I felt the release unfold. And then he just started doing these 
big swoops with his neck. And I look at Alex, I'm like, you're seeing this, right? And again, just those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm not making this up. I'm not just someone who's like, I really want to connect and I think I'm doing it and I'm doing it, but it's really not happening. It just was that undeniable proof that there was a shift there and there is a release and he, oh, it just was so, so, so cool. And again, just awesome to have Alex there as well because he's like, oh my gosh, look at how he's reacting to that. And then it was really cool too because again, you have that flock. There is other pelicans there. And so while I was working on this pelican, the other pelicans were preening themselves, which again would be another form of releasing. I see this a lot with the chickens, right? Where they'll slide their beaks through their feathers and it's a cleaning, preening, but it's helping to release too. And so while I was working with him, the other pelicans were preening and became really, really calm. And then once the session finished, they all just laid down and just became so quiet had a sleep or maybe just went into a deeper, calmer state. Just so, so, so grateful for that experience and just how cool it was and what it taught me, what I took away from that. And just also being able to see again, all that the animals are doing for us that we sometimes have absolutely no idea is going on or is happening in the world around us. And so the next time you're away, if you're out in nature or you have some downtime, just see if you can find that stillness where you can take some time to observe what wildlife is showing up around you. How is that working with things? What's their purpose? What are they connecting into. It's such a cool area to explore and unfold. That wraps up today's episode. Have a tremendous rest of your day and I look forward to us all connecting again. Bye. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. That they are not a diagnosis, or are they applicable to all animals? More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them.